Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a mother received signs from beyond the grave. But who and what were those messages for? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown. And quite possibly... The undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would absolutely love to hear them. And of course, if you want to get access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, get a free bonus episode every single week exclusively for our EPP members. Get uh, advanced episodes and uh, get our ebook and audiobook. And there's just a ton of extras for you there. When you're an extra podcast person, an EPP, sign up over at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. It's uh, Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hey, friend. Hey, hey. Well, um, are you going to tell everybody about your paranormal thing that when you found all the fancy feast? Is that paranormal? I think that was kind of paranormal. (laughs) So I was going through my my pantry yesterday and just trying to like clean some stuff up because over the... Over the course of pandemic, you can get uh, a, a few too many bags of Doritos um, and other random things that it's like, we don't need this much of that. Um, so I was just trying to, you know, do a little cleanup. Uh, and then I end up uncovering uh, like a whole, I don't know what it would be. It's, it's like a flat. Uh, it, it's a flat. It's a flat like you would get flowers in, but it's a flat of fancy feast. <laughs> so there's like, I don't know, like 30 some cans of and they're tiny cans too it's like the fancy feast cans like individual you know like your cat's still going to be hungry by the time you're done feeding it to him food and <laughs> not at my house my cat's 20 and he eats like a third of it it is a wee little bit so i um i'm like where, where did this come from like i don't because my cats all eat dry food What's I've, so funny is you didn't notice it before well it was underneath a bunch of stuff and and then it was like why do we have all this fancy feast? Like, I, I don't know the answer to that. I would never have bought it because it's not what they eat. So I don't know. I'm just kind of like, hmm, mystery fancy feast. Where did this come <laughs> Where from? Where did it come from? And I'm trying to think, like, like was there a time, like, you know, the cat was sick and I was going to get it, you know, wet food versus dry food because sometimes it's easier. Like, no, the cat hasn't been sick at all. So I don't know. I have no idea. I have no clue. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like um, Walmart grocery. They, um, I, I get them delivered sometimes over, oh. the, over the pandemic. And this might be the answer. This might be my ghost right here. It might be Walmart. Uh, Maybe. Where they, I will sometimes get the wrong groceries or I'll get extra groceries. It'll be, they just mess up. And there's been a couple of times where I've gotten a couple things like that. I'm wondering if that's maybe where it came from. At Although one I think you would have gone weird. I didn't order a case of Fancy Feast. Well, I didn't order Raisin Bran or Apple Jacks either the other week. So I guess Fancy Feast is... But you remembered that. I did. I yeah. had a deal happen once, like a couple months ago. I came home at lunch and I somehow knocked a bottle of 
Holy spaghetti water. sauce, I think it was. It was something red. It was spaghetti sauce or some kind of salsa. And it turned into basically a crime scene. Mm. And so I'm cleaning up what looks like blood all over my damn refrigerator. I'm on the floor because it's gone underneath my refrigerator. And I look up and I had had a party and I didn't realize that we had leftover beer that somebody put along the bottom of my fridge. Mm-hmm. I just had never noticed. And it was like, hello like that's a find like i found like 12 beers wow i I had cleaning up a crime scene it was amazing that's amazing that is simply the best yeah i felt i was like really excited about that i'm like man i could have another party (laughs) it is fun when you find that it's like oh my gosh I, i didn't even realize we had all this here and then suddenly, <laughs> I can't listen to that song without thinking of Shit's Creek. I know, me too. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I got into that one. I needed a good, I love it. something to make me laugh. Show, and that's uh, that's been good. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story uh, of the day. Okay, we can turn off Tina over there. <laughs> I just kept playing. Hi, guys. I've written in before, but pretty recently, so my story hasn't been on the show. I wanted to write in again and tell you a positive kind of story because my last one was kind of dark. wanted to tell you two stories that are things that have happened to my mom. For some background, my mom does believe in the paranormal because she believes that unless you can disprove something, you cannot say it isn't real. You mentioned stuff like that a lot in the show, which is, What made me think of my mom and these stories? She does say that she has never seen anything paranormal, though, but she has had some experiences. This is just an interesting side story. But she also used to work in an assisted living facility that had ties to another local place that's been featured on some ghost hunting shows. Before the company she worked for owned the property, there was a house and a field there, and the woman was murdered, and her body was dumped into the field. It ties into some other ghost stories in the area because a woman was said to have been decapitated and her head was thrown down the well at a well-known property. I do not want to be too specific, though. The house and the property was expanded upon. It became a, a convent where the nuns that ran the facility lived, and it was creepy. When I was a kid in the early 90s, the nun in charge of the facility was actually on a TV show talking about the haunting and the weird noises that the nuns would hear in the convent. And back to my mom. I'm always surprised that she has never seen anything because I definitely have. She also cannot wear a watch because they'll run backwards on her. And some of my friends who are interested in the paranormal have said that it's because of EMF and they are surprised she does not attract things. Anyway, let me get into the two stories that I wanted to tell you. My mom claims that twice she'd had signs from beyond the grave. You always say on the show that you do not believe in coincidences, which is what made me remember these. My grandpa, my mom's dad, passed away in 1999. My mom oversaw getting his funeral set up. She says that the funeral director asked her what kind of flowers she wanted to be on the casket, and she said that they could just do whatever they wanted. My grandpa loved purple roses. If you don't know, purple roses are uncommon. They're grown as a hybrid of two other roses, or you must dye roses purple after they're cut. Either way, it's uncommon for a florist to have them on hand, and they typically have to be ordered in advance. My mom got to the funeral home the day of the service and went in before anyone else to make sure everything was ready. 
She opened the door and walked in, and the first thing she saw was the arrangement of purple roses on top of the casket. She was really surprised and said that she felt like it was a sign from my grandpa that he was okay. A side story that I always like to tell is that I, when I uh, married my husband in 2013, I wanted a single purpose rose in my wedding, a single purple rose in my wedding bouquet. I was really close with my grandpa as a kid, and I wanted to have something that reminded me of him at the wedding. I was going to take the rose and leave it at his grave after the ceremony. I found the only one at a florist who told me I was lucky I even found one. At my wedding, we had centerpieces on tables with candles in them at all the tables. My friend who was at the, was the maid of honor told me that when my dad and I walked into the room to start walking down the aisle, all the candles went out. But the one on the head table, she said she felt like there was something there. I like to think it was my grandpa telling us he was there. The other thing that happened to my mom is that one of her brothers passed away. She had gone to get her car detailed before the funeral because my mom refuses to be in a funeral procession in a dirty car. On the way there, she stopped at the ATM. Sitting on the ATM was someone's bank card that they had left behind. The name on the card was Raymond. It was her brother's name. She went to get the car cleaned and went. Uh, and when she picked it back up there, there was a mood ring lying on the console that had been found in the car. I was a teenager at the time and into that kind of stuff, so it was mine. She called me and asked me what blue meant on the mood ring. I told her tranquility and asked why. She told me the story. It's kind of weird because even though it was July, I've never seen a mood ring that wasn't being worn stay a solid color. They're normally splotchy from what I've seen. Combined with the name on the blank card, she took it to mean that her brother was okay. Both of my grandpa and my uncle died under hospital care. My grandpa after having lung cancer and my uncle after an accident left him a quadriplegic. So I could see both of them wanting someone to know that they were okay on the other side. What do you think? I have several more stories still, most of which are even not that scary. I'll probably send in more later if anyone wants to hear about ghost cats and stuff like that. I really love your podcast. I listen to it while I work the overnight shift. Keep being awesome. What do you think on all of that? I think all of that stuff, like the purple roses, and I think that's all signs. Mm -hmm. I do. All of that. And I think, now, the purple rose is so obvious. But like I've said before, I think that there's a lot of signs out there which have to be frustrating if you're on the other side and you're like, I'm trying to give you a sign. <laughs> Open your damn eyes. Yeah. What do I have to do? But like, I think that if you're open to it and you're willing to see it, I just think those are such beautiful stories. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. I do too. I purple. I'm trying to think if I've ever like seen a purple rose at any. Well, when she said that purple rose thing, I was like, that's weird. Did he read that right? Cause I have, I don't know that I've ever seen one. I've I've seen them fake, but I've I don't think I've ever seen them um like real. I don't think I have. Interesting. I, I, I guess I, I guess so I didn't beautiful. realize you could actually do that. I, I thought um wow. So I'm guessing maybe that's like what a tinted yellow rose. Is that how you're gonna get that purple on there? Well, you know, there's all different roses. Like you can get, like I've seen yellow roses with like pink or, or like red on them. 
So, you know, there's people who are into mixing those hybrids. So I'm sure that you could get them, but right. I think they would be really hard to come by. Does it grow naturally? I'm, I was assuming they would die. I think it would be hybrid. Okay. Well, and then she did say in there that you can dye them okay. too. Interesting. Huh. I don't think I've seen purple roses before. That's cool. Um, all right. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's uh, jump over and grab a call here and hear this ghost story. There we go. Loaded. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Michaela Welch. I'm from... Um Denison, Texas. Well, I'm from Sherman, Texas. I live in Denison, Texas now. I've lived between these two cities my whole life. They're um, they're actually feud cities. It's kind of funny story. Uh, Denison's where Eisenhower was born. Sherman's the town seat of our county. It has a lot of historical things behind it. Huge cemetery. There's a huge um, historical thing uh, at the cemetery in Sherman. But it, it kind of has to do with that. Kind of doesn't. It, it's just kind of a background into into my story today. Um, I was just going to tell one of my very first stories that I remember going through as a young child. Um, my mom, my grandmother and my aunt, so my grandmother and her two daughters, my mom and my aunt and uh, my uncle, who was their older brother at the time, all lived kind of together downtown, um, south side of Sherman, which is historical. There's like a, there's a few museum houses there and, um, even a couple of little haunted places, but we lived in these two duplexes. And, um, and for anyone to know what a duplex is, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a house divided in two. Anyways, um, so me and my mom and my stepdad lived in one side of one duplex, and my grandmother and my uncle lived on the other side. And in the second duplex was my aunt, my two cousins, and then on the other side was one of their friends. So we all were like a really close family, but. These duplexes were definitely very old. I remember the home, the actual owner of them coming to do a lot of work regularly under and on the duplexes. But it was home, and we lived there for like 12, 15 years of our childhood before moving. So we were all really close. But um, one of the stories, well, a few of the stories, the, the first thing that I remember vividly is that I played soccer when I was little, and I had a, a friend named Jessica, a little blonde-haired girl. And I was maybe... I want to say six or seven, maybe seven at the time. And she had come over to spend the night after a soccer game. And we were, the way the duplexes were set up is they were two-story. And right when you walked in the front of the, the, the duplex, you know, there was the wall to the right and then it led upstairs. And we had two huge bedrooms with a bathroom in the middle. And if you look to the left from the door was the living room and then ended into the dining room and then the kitchen and the back of the house. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. It was I mean, for when I was little, it seemed huge. But anyways, we were sitting in the living room, facing the front of the house, watching um, Jaws. It was the first time I'd ever seen that movie. And uh, my mom was all the way back in the kitchen. And she was cooking dinner or something. And my stepdad was moving about the house, cleaning or doing something. I, I don't specifically remember what he was doing. But I remember her and I were so invested in this movie and six and seven year olds watching Jaws and uh, I hear my mom my mom's name is, is um, Jessica and this little girl's name also Jessica at the time or it was Jessica and so uh, so they shared a name so it wasn't uncanny for me to hear the name being called but I hear my mom yell Jessica 
Jessica, where are you going? Like, she's asking, like, that guy's if she was going somewhere, and I'm, like, looking like she's right next to me. And she started yelling, like, for the name. And then, um, like I said, she's a little blonde-haired girl. And uh, my stepdad goes, what are you talking, who are you yelling for? And my mom goes, Jessica just walked out the back door. She just walked out. And uh, my stepdad turns to us, and we're kind of giving him a, like, a, what, is she crazy? <laughs> going on, look, and he looks at her and says, um, they're sitting right here watching TV. And we all went into the kitchen, and, of course, my mom didn't really shelter me from these kind of things, and she just told my stepdad, she's like, I swear, I just saw a little girl look just like her, blonde hair and a nightgown, kind of like the one she was wearing, walk out the back door. And, you know, that was just kind of the first encounter, and I just remember it vividly like it was yesterday. And I think that was, like, maybe a few months after we had moved in there. And then there was other strange things that would happen in all all of the, the sides of the duplexes. Um, doors would slam even when there was no windows open. Um, my grandmother's, it, I didn't like being alone there. I uh, just didn't feel safe. And, uh, and my aunt, I never went over there unless my mom went with me. I don't know why. It just, I felt really uncomfortable. We played outside a whole lot, but when we were inside, I just did not feel safe enough. I never even stayed the night with my aunt. I would force my cousins to come stay the night with us because I did not like her specific duplex building. But um, it was it was very disturbing, and I remember when we had a we had a dog, uh, an Australian Shepherd, it's like our first family pet, and he would bark at the walls and just the corners up in the ceiling at nothing. And what terrified me was, I mean, it's little, I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I've always been into ghost stuff ever since that happened. And then, you know, I, wa- I would watch, like, The Haunted and stuff, and I'd known what that meant, and it scared the crap out of me. And I remember when I was really little, I, uh, around that time when I was little, I would go in my mom's room, and I was too scared to wake her up, so I would lay on the floor and sleep next to their bed because I was so scared in the middle of the night because my dog would come in there and growl at the corners of my room. And, of course, it was just across the hallway, so I would just run into my mom's room with a pillow and a blanket and lay on the ground. And even today, I still have some experiences. And um, But, I mean, that, that was the first one that I remember quite vividly. And uh, I remember when we moved out we uh, in the new house because my mom never – I don't think my mom ever – all the little girl or anything is like bad or malevolent but she knew that I think she knew that it disturbed me and when we moved into the new house we had our priest at the time bless the house the new house we had moved into because I think she wanted to make me feel at ease and I mean we, we went to church regularly but it wasn't like a I don't know how to explain that like we went to church a lot but it wasn't something that you know we were like oh church and faith and everything I mean I'm definitely a person of God but I still you know I think there's definitely things out there. I've experienced too many things to kind of deny that. But, yeah, uh, she had us bless the house. And I never had an experience in that specific house that we had moved into. But the ones after that and the ones we live in now, definitely. And uh, maybe I'll I'll call back sometime and share those with you. But I just wanted to say I love y'all's show. Uh, I've been binging it for like the last month and a half um, when I'm crafting at night at, uh, at me and my husband's house. I sit here and just crafting my my she shed and listen to y'all stories and uh, I love your daughter she seems so smart and she cracks me up every time she's on the air but uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing the show and I hopefully I'll get to hear this soon and just keep doing what you're doing.
Thank you for sharing those stories with us. Thoughts? Well, I think that's interesting about the mom yelling for Jessica. Because it's like, if you're in the kitchen doing your thing and you know that your child has a friend over, Mm -hmm. and then you, like, that would just be an automatic reaction. Like, you saw the kid walking out of the house. And it would be like, oh, my God, get back in here. Where are you going? Mm -hmm. You know, you're my responsibility right now. So that's really interesting to to me that it was so real mm-hmm. to her that she really thought this little girl was leaving the house. Yeah. Which would make you panic. I think that that's, that happens quite a bit. I think there's a lot of times there's ghostly encounters, but we're all expecting, you know, uh, figures that are cloudy or see-through or this or that. And sometimes I think they're just as real as day. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And she's totally right about your daughter. She is really adorable. <laughs> we, uh, speaking of which, we um, were playing with uh, a camera the other day, and we had decided we're going to do more uh, video stuff. So I got us a GoPro the other day. And we haven't used it yet, but I filmed this on my phone. We went uh, to the Prairie Grove Battlefield and just kind of did a little walk around there. It's like a 10-minute video we made. And uh, then I got little clips of it up. Um, all over on social media. So you can, if you're following me on uh, whatever, Facebook, um, uh, Instagram, the videos are there. Um, And then the other one, the snippets are on our TikTok channel, which is under dad, daughter, and dead is is the the username Uh, because we're calling it dad, daughter, and the dead uh, for our little video series where it's me and her going to haunted locations and just kind of having some fun. It's a lot of telling the story of, of what happened at, at X location, her making smart ass comments along the entire way. And then we sometimes come across some interesting things using different uh, devices, but we're not like sitting there like, Oh my God, bro. Is that like a shadow or like, it's just, it's like, it's a lot more storytelling, not like how we do our show, but it's fun because she's such a smart ass. Well, she's got a great sense of humor. Oh, she does. She's great. She really does. She is so funny. I just never know what she's going to say. And it's, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, because there's so many times I'm like, okay, we got to just do that again. Exactly what you just did, because that was hilarious. And it, it's like, I just need a camera running on her at like all times. Because she doesn't even know how funny she is. She just rattles things off. And it's like, my God, where did you get that? And, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Dad, Daughter, and the Dead. wonder where she got that. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Dad, Daughter, and the Dead. Uh, You see it on our YouTube channel as well. So whatever social media of us you follow, keep an eye out for that. Um, But uh, if you want to see the full long version of it, uh, our YouTube channel will probably be your best bet uh, for that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to the caller. Hi. Hi, my name is Angela. I've called in before um, about some dreams that I have that somehow make their way into reality at some point. Um, But I wanted to share with you a dream that I had over 10 years ago. Um, My kids uh, were kind of just Halloween around the corner talking about some spooky stories and they reminded me of this dream that I had. And I thought, wow, I need to share that. Um, with you guys and kind of wanting curious to get your thoughts again 10 years ago so some of the details are a little bit fuzzy but um so i work retail and my night was the night before uh this happened was normal 
nothing was out of the ordinary, but I went to sleep. Um, I, I set my alarm early because we had a meeting in the morning where all of us had to be at the store at 8 a.m. And uh, I had set a couple of those, so I wasn't, you know, going to be late. And I went to bed. Uh, sometime in the night, I don't know when it was, but I started to have this dream. I was in a home that I've never been in before. And I started to kind of like walk around the home. And I went upstairs and there was a bedroom. And the door was ajar. It wasn't open all the way, but it was ajar. So I pushed it open and I saw on the bed a woman um, laying there and a man standing over her. And the, I don't know how I knew it was a woman. I couldn't see her face. But there were two things I knew for certain. Number one, she was a woman. Number two, I worked with this person. I worked with this person. And I saw the, I saw the woman's legs. And, like, I could see from, like, her stomach down to her toes. And then there was a man standing over her. I never saw his face. Um, but I'm assuming he was a priest. But the woman was just flailing her arms and legs around, moving around um, like crazy. And there was lots of chaos. And I realized I'm watching an exorcism. So I'm guessing the man standing over her was like a priest or something. Again, I didn't see the front of him. didn't see his face. But um, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I need help her. I need help her. What, what do I need to do? But I was, like, frozen. I was frozen in this doorway. I didn't know where to go or what to do or how to help, but I was just watching and frozen. And it felt like forever. I couldn't move. You know, I couldn't wake up out of this. I knew it was a dream. You know, I, I know it's a dream, but I couldn't, like, wake up to get out of it, even though I was telling myself in my dream, you need to get up. Well, my alarm starts going off. And it starts incorporating itself into my dream. But again, in my dream, I know it's not reality. I know that this is a dream. I'm hearing my alarm go off. It's time for my meeting, to get up for my meeting. So I'm trying to get to that. But as hard as I try, I can't move. I cannot open my eyes. And I'm trying. I'm like, Angela, open your eyes, open your eyes. Get up, put your feet on the floor. I cannot move. I've never experienced this before. Um, but I, I tried as hard as I could. I couldn't. Finally, um, I wake up. And when I wake up, I'm saying I shot out of bed. Like, just, I was laying flat on my back, and my body totally went forward. So I was, like, sitting up in bed super fast. And it was just, like, a, a reaction. I looked at the clock, and it's, like, 7.30. And I thought, oh, gosh, i got to get going. So I get up, get to work. I'm a little bit late. Um, I apologize. We do the meeting, and afterwards, I told my boss. I said, "I apologize again." I said, "I'm so sorry." I told her my dream, and the same detail that I shared with you. I shared with her that it was someone that I worked with. It was a female. It was a house I've never been in before. It was two story. And so, I'm telling her this story. The color is now leaving her face. It is now becoming ocean. It's like gray. I'm thinking in my head, she's thinking, who are you working with? This is a crazy lady. You know, God knows what she does in her spare time. You know, I, I'm just thinking the worst. 
they never saw the paramedic going to come out of her mouth. After we finished the story, it took her a moment, but she took a breath and she said, Angela, that was me. And I was like, wait, what? What did you say? And she said, that was me. And so they asked her to elaborate, and she shared that she had a dream that night, and she had, uh, and now I know what it is, sleep paralysis, but she could not move. She could not move. She could not speak. She could not hover for anybody. She couldn't get up. She couldn't do any of those things. But something was trying to enter her body, and she was fighting with her mind the whole time. And I guess, like, maybe she was trying to move, and maybe she was kind of, like, wiggling from side to side, but... And she said, in my head, I was kicking as hard as I could. I was screaming as hard as I could. She said, but in reality, like, I know I wasn't kicking or I know I wasn't screaming. I was just trying. And she said, I don't even know if it was a dream or if it was in real life. She was like, that's how real it felt. And I'm getting chills. <laughs> I'm getting chills. She said, that's how real it felt. But I felt like something was trying to enter my body. And she said, it went on for hours. She said, finally... The sun came up and there was daylight and she was able to get up out of bed or wake up, whichever the two. And she said, I came to work like super early because I didn't need to get out of there. But I thought that was just the most bizarre thing. We both were just at a loss for words. I mean, I literally went home, got holy water, came back, and we blessed every single wall at work because we were not trying to mess around that. We don't know where it came from. It didn't happen again, but it was just, what are the odds that I have this dream about, and I never been to my boss's house, it's a sister, she was upstairs. It's a female, and it's someone I work with. What are the odds that I have them upstairs, and I know those details, and she has the same dream, but on the other side. I know, I mean, I think that that is really, uh, there There are no odds for that, to to out somebody to have them in your mind when you've never met there you you know them but you don't know them that's just yeah it's crazy i had a little hard time under hearing some of that mm-hmm. um but it's like i kind of get why you'd have a dream that then would happen but it was like her dream and her dream were connected mm-hmm. which is really weird yeah like because to me, I don't know why it would make more sense that you would dream something that would have happened or will happen. But it's interesting to me that you dream something that somebody else dreamed. And the fact that you would have even said anything about it. Like when you went to work, like, mm-hmm. God, I'm sorry, I'm late. I had this really weird dream. I couldn't wake up. Because that's the kind of stuff you don't always tell people. Yeah, and then to connect but it the that But the fact way. that she even did, and then she's like, oh, my God. I was fighting for hours to wake up. Like, yeah. And there are two people who aren't necessarily that close. Mm-hmm. And I could see it happening with sisters or best friends or husband, wife, you know. Sure. So it's just interesting. I've never heard anything like that. No, that was really neat. Thank you for sharing that experience with us. We do greatly appreciate it. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person and EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. $5 a month gets you access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and so much more. Patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>